back, baby. Yeah, here we go. Come on. I'm here. I'm here for it. Matt, we have a quasi-new person working with us. Is he required to listen to this show, Business Pants? Yes. Good. That is that's the only contractual obligation. We, Live, need, the, we need the downloads. Live from Dum Dum Land, it's yet another Manic Monday edition of Business Pants. Woo! Joined by the Lord of the BS, Matt Muscardi. Back from California, I guess. Are you I am. I'm back from sunny California, which, look, I was at the yeah, Social Innovation Forum. So you say. So you say. That I, or Summit, Social Innovation Summit. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Social Innovation Summit, yeah. Um, Never heard of that. It was, yep. it was a little weird because <laughs> okay. they had the Social Innovation Summit, which is like about, you know, like social justice and mm-hmm. and and directing capital to things sure. like that in the ballroom where they have the golden globes every year oh there was no irony about that okay like so it felt a little weird to have like you know a, like someone who got out of prison and starts this you know startup where they're doing like social justice reform and they're, they're uh, like standing on stage where Ricky Gervais was blasting people <laughs> for getting plastic surgery. That felt How many a little people weird. were in attendance? There were probably six, seven hundred people oh, wow, at okay. least. Yeah, it was a decent crowd. But mm-hmm. there were actually some really cool people that I met there. Um, right. So I was very conflicted is really how it Well, ended. I hope they're listening today. I hope I hope they're new. They're not. No, good. They're not. In today's, Who is listening today? What are we doing today? <laughs> I don't know. In today's soggy tater tot, no wonder why they're not Ugh. listening, called June 12th, 2023, Sexy Story Updates and Sleazy Academic Papers. It's our Monday. This is what we do on Monday. No, it's our Monday. All right, let's do it. Let's start off with a, a major trigger for the anti-woke, the anti-ESG Ooh. crowd. George, George Wait. Soros. Yeah. Oh, I was going to guess. I was just going to say well, What trans. was your guess? Was trans or trans. Soros? That's trans same. or Soros. That's, that's, that's it. That's it <laughs> Those are much. the two, right? The flag, <laughs> the rainbow flag, trans, all that stuff, and Soros. Those and are the Soros. Two if there's none. There aren't others. I guess you could replace Fink with Soros, but same difference. I mean, level two on the anti-woke trigger is like brown people and women, right? That's so true. Level one, though. Level one is trans Soros. If George Soros was trans... There, I think all of their heads would pop simultaneously. Well, it looks like it's about to get worse. George Soros, uh, right, famous right-wing target and philanthropist, handing control of his $25 billion empire to a younger son, Alexander oh. Soros. Oh. He's a self-described center-left thinker, which sounds like a perfect person for the ESG industry, really. Sure, yeah who grew up self-conscious of the family's wealth. I don't know if I really believe that. Maybe a little (laughs) self-conscious. He wasn't thought to take over the empire, but here he is. He said in his first interview that he was, ready for this, broadening his father's liberal aims. Oh, no. (laughs) Because he's going to be embracing some different causes, including voting and abortion rights, as well as gender equity. Oh, no. Oh, no. So he he's going to make it DEI. worse. He's making it worse. He just, uh, he nepo baby DEI. Oh. Yeah. 
and he's calling himself he's more political than his dad. So Vivek, <laughs> you, I think you lost, Vivek. I think you should step down. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Vivek didn't lose because he accepted George Soros's brother's that's uh, money. But that's, but that's been whitewashed. That's been woke washed off of his Wikipedia they, page. So you don't know that anymore, Matt. It. You don't they know that. Anti woke washed it. Got it. Moving on. Partners at a prominent finance firm in London have said its founder, Crispin Odie, Terrible is name. leaving after sexual assault and harassment allegations. Oh, oh well. Uh, are we shocked by that? Fall, as follows a Financial Times report, 13 women uh, had accused him of misconduct over 25 years. Uh, tells you something about the culture there, right? This couldn't have been... Fresh news. This was a hedge fund he founded in 1991. This is a man who was known as a prominent Brexit backer who claimed to have made hundreds of millions of pounds uh, as sterling plummeted in the aftermath of the referendum vote. So, so well you see played. what he did there? Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I'm in on that joke. So what Odie, uh, Odie Partners has basically severed ties with him saying he will no longer have any economic or personal involvement in the partnership. And in a kind of a version of a glass cliff scenario, they said that they will also undergo a complete rebrand of the partnership in the near future. That seems like a good idea, right? Oh, yeah. I, so I, well, they can't exactly call them like OD partnership, OD asset management group anymore, right? No, you got to move so. on. Uh, um, here's the thing: there is no glass cliff here, Matt. They, they couldn't even what? find they couldn't find a member to help with the glass cliff because oh. so three men are kind of taking over the roles that this guy leaves <laughs> behind. I looked at their people. I, I I did a little bit of a board sabermetrics dive on them. They had six portfolio managers, all six white dudes, three senior researchers. They're all three dudes, and a management team of thirteen, which is eleven white dudes, a female lawyer, and then somebody else. But wow, but they couldn't even find. They couldn't. There wasn't wow. even one to click. So there's the culture. Wow. There's the shocking culture over there. That's amazing. Adam. That's yeah. actually really good work for them. They, they. You know what? We should celebrate the fact that they're not doing the glass cliff. They're not putting a woman in That's, position I, to clean up. You might up be right, fail. actually. But they. But to be fair, they couldn't find anyone. Uh, I mean, if we ignore the fact that they had no women to begin yeah. with because they didn't like them, then mm -hmm. we should celebrate the fact that they didn't glass cliff. Uh, this is like a weird day. Of, uh, these are well weird stories today. Uh, Silvio Berlusconi. Remember him? Former uh, Prime Minister yeah, of Italy. It's Italy. Yeah, controlling shareholder of Mediaset, which was Italy's, which was Italy's largest uh, media company. What, they're now owned by Mediaset is not in our database, but Media for Europe is. That's the new controlling entity of Mediaset. And it's still majority owned by the Berlusconi family. In fact, two of them in our database, uh, his kids control about 46% of the influence there. So what did Silvio do? He died. Oh, that, that was a lot of lead up <laughs> to, that, to that. That was Silvio. a lot of build up. He's like the Italian Trump. It's very exciting. I feel like it's exciting he in some is, ways. Uh, no, he's the more successful version of Trump. I mean, Trump is a the, failure the one, pretty much everything. He seems like he's thought about things a, a lot more. Like, but he's, he's but, but you know, he was arrested for fraud, involved in all these sex scandals, a liar, oh, well, a mean, jerk. Uh, you what know, are we doing conservative. here? Who hasn't been? Come on, okay, come on. But he's like, I just thought it was exciting because he's the original like. Jerky, controlling, blowhard. I don't know. 
He's gone. I do. I, we do like those. In fact, yeah. I'm getting a whole the the theme of this the early part of this show does feel very like Leon Black. Well, Matt, it's not over. Do yeah. you remember uh, who was that uh, fund manager who said um, he started a? I can't remember the company now. It was one of our favorites early on, our favorite assholes. But he gave a speech in front at a yeah. conference and said like Apollo approaching group? sales. Yeah. He would approach sales like going to pick up oh. a woman at a bar. Do you remember yes. that guy? Yes, yes. And yes. then said like all sorts of inappropriate things about picking up women at bars. Like, unfortunately, <laughs> like, I can't recall who like that, that was. I feel like his name was Jeff. I can't recall anything more than that. <laughs> Let's just go with Jeff. But you're not wrong F-A. about that. Uh, but this, these stories keep getting, they keep, they stay, keep staying in this realm, man. And again, I didn't, this is not my fault. I was just covering this the biggest stories in ESG and business. The next one. J.P. Morgan Chase said it has reached a settlement regarding victims of late sexual predator Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, wow. This is, this is yeah. really a... However, the bank's litigation with the U.S. Virgin Islands and its claims against former CEO Jess Staley are still active. Uh, according to the New York Times, the bank is prepared to pay $290 million to resolve the lawsuit. It is a bit... I'm going to say something mm-hmm. probably controversial. It's a bit weird to yell at the bank for the guy who did the horrible things. I, I mean, the the bank should sever ties with him, yes. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the only person who's really been held accountable right now is the bank. Shouldn't well, I guess Je- Epstein is dead. Yeah, Died but in prison. I mean, like we have like princes and politicians I and know, all yeah. sorts of other people who are actually involved in the heinous, heinous stuff directly who are not yet held accountable. I'm well, just waiting for those. Am this, I wrong? It's fine. Am I Good? wrong? But the settlement agreement suggests that J.P. Morgan Chase thinks it would have lost it, it, that. This I, is a. Yeah. I so they, they must have. These, they, they might not agree with you, J.P. Morgan. They might think that they were up to some shenanigans, maybe. No, these settlements, it might have been true that they might have lost, but these mm-hmm. settlements usually are because it's more expedient to pay to... Like, this is a parking ticket. $290 million is... I suppose you're right. Not, nothing. Uh, moving on. Remember the meta whistleblower, for Francis Haugen? I do. I Francis. Yeah. yeah. Still around. She's still doing stuff? She's back. She just had an interview uh, in the UK press. She has a book coming out. She has a very flashy headline this morning. Meta whistleblower says tens of millions could die in the coming years if social media is not overhauled. Wow. And what she's blaming is a continued lack of transparency, which is really (laughs) double talk for saying what we always say is that we can't allow Mark Zuckerberg to to sort of control everything with no oversight. Isn't that what she's saying? I think she said governance and disclosure will kill 10 million people. I like that. And and here's part of the reason why she's she's saying this, Matt. Part of it is based in 2018. The United Nations investigators said Facebook substantively contributed to the Myanmar genocide. Oh. Through okay. you know, through like various disinformation yeah, and yeah. various blah blah blah. Uh, anyway, that's where she's get citing that from. Yeah, but Facebook Instagram 
Facebook Zuckerberg yeah. just appointed mm -hmm. a task force to stop pedophiles on, on Instagram. So isn't there just a task force they can put this? They can just Here, do a task force. Here's where I include the story. Here's what I'm hoping is that all the, the nudniks who are going after TikTok will, will Francis will help them realize that this the same lack of transparency also exists at uh other it's a bit bananas. social media empires. It's a bit bananas. Yeah, okay. What are we doing with TikTok when we have our own dictator going on? Uh, in a proxy fight that we've basically ignored because proxy fights, they seem exciting, Matt, but really they're kind of quite boring. No? Yeah, you keep doing them on every Wednesday show somehow. <laughs> well, no. this is on a Monday because Illumina <laughs> it's has, not announced, less boring. <laughs> has announced that CEO Francis D'Souza is stepping down after a long Aww. proxy fight from Call Icon. Uh, here's, how the, here's how it worked. This is a little confusing, this one. So Carl called for for voters to vote against Chair Chair John Thompson and CEO Francis D'Souza. Cheryl has decided to only to vote out Thompson, and he left. Somehow okay. he listened. He left. Okay. D'Souza actually got 71% of yes votes, but he, he stayed for a month, and then he's now he's gone. Now he's leaving. Oh, that's too bad. I don't really get this one. Also, 86% well, of voters said no on say on pay. I, again... The reason why I bring this up is I, I don't get what works in this realm of the alternative democracy. Why why do some things work? Why do they listen to, to Icon here and say no on Sam Pay? Why do they vote out the chair but not the CEO? Wh wh what? Why? I don't get anything, Matt. Here's my real question yeah. about this. They voted out. They, D'Souza effectively got voted in but left, mm -hmm. and they vote out Thompson. Mm -hmm. But they left in, according to our data, the second most influential person is Bob Epstein. Yes. It was D'Souza and Epstein who were your mm -hmm. like power duo. Thompson is a close third. Mm -hmm. But why do you what's Epstein doing? Like, why is Epstein like uh, no one cares about that guy? And this is why Carl needs to use our data. I'm actually not joking, because if, if he had used our data, he'd know that not only he's the, is he the longest serving director and the chair of the nominating committee. But yes, as Matt points out, had the second most influence. So he should have also been a target. He definitely should have been a target. Yeah. Um, and uh, does this also mean D'Souza is on the Disney board? Thompson's on the Microsoft board. Mm. If you don't like them for Illumina, mm -hmm. why do we like them for other boards? This is what we're trying to figure out here at Board Saver Like, Metro. if they stink at their job, do they not stink at the other jobs that they have when that are su substantially the same job, just somewhere else? I like it. Like, the, the, other, uh, yeah. the other wrinkle here I don't understand, once again, I don't see, I don't get these proxy fights. I don't get shareholders. I don't get anything. Carl Icahn also put up three nominees, his own nominees. One... Only one passed with 59% of the vote, and another one failed with 91% against. So, but I don't really, but why? I just don't get why. Against? I don't get why one, I just don't get anything. I mean, it and seems I, and very And I looked clear. at them, they're all the same guy. I, I mean, they there's a range of ages, but they're all just people who work for Carl Icahn, essentially. So I just don't really get why anyone cares or why they make these decisions. I, I see, see, I, I uh, I think what ends up happening here is like one ISS Glass Lewis, one of the like proxy advisors, mm -hmm. says, "Okay, you want three directors. That's too many. 
Okay, you can we'll have give you one. one. Here's okay. the one. And then they pick that right, name actually. out you of a hat. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they say, you want to get rid of three people. Well, you can get rid of one. And they one. pick that name out of a hat. This and is Bob why Epstein just didn't get picked out of the hat. That's all. This is why even ISS needs to use our data. In fact, have we tried to sell to ISS yet? Because they, they, our data would be extremely helpful for these types of fights. These and proxy I, fights. I love the fact that the one that they put on, Andrew Tenno, yeah. Andrew Tenno has, according to our data, I'm looking on our platform, which mm-hmm. we roll out next week, people. Next week we roll this yes. out. Yes. Ooh, I'm excited. He's on three other boards. Oh. And he's got 0, 9, and 10% influence on those three other boards. See, I wish I had looked that up because I thought they just went with him because he's young. He's the youngest he one. Young. But he's busy. He's, he's too just, busy. <laughs> he's a little active. You don't active. want this guy. Yeah. You don't want him. Come on. You don't want, you don't want, you know, this is, this is ridiculous. All right, continue. Uh, also, uh, in a category... Oh, no. Before I get to that... Uh, 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 no, I'll, I'll do that one first. I'll end, I'm going to end on a light note. I'm going to go with this one next. In a category usually remo- uh, that I usually reserve for just dudes and bros, the failing upward category, I have a new one. Yeah. I have a woman. Uh, a, a woman failed up, ooh, I think. a failed up woman. Oh, yeah, it's unusual. look at that. Oh, wow. So this Congratulations. Is- I don't even know who it is. I'm just glad they got a shot to fail up. This is the former co-CEO. Oh, the audience really into it. This feels like our last business pants performance, business pants corporate theater. Yeah, well, that was which was a good show, also, but Uh, um, different. (laughs) Okay, wait till you hear the story. (laughs) But I agree with you. I'm kind of proud of her too for failing upwards. This is the former co-CEO of failed. U.S. lender First Republic, right? So first, uh, uh, this, her name is Hafizi. Uh, this, uh, sorry, I mean I am butchering her name. Feze Gay Erkin. She's Turkish. So in January of last year, she abruptly resigned as co-CEO, even though she was tagged to be the to the heir apparent of First Republic Bank. Uh, she was only on the job for seven months, and then of course. Maybe partly by her doing. I don't know. The bank fails. Okay. First Republic oh. fails. Then she took over as the boss of Greystone. Matt, she lasted there for four months. Oh. Not even four months. And now she's appointed as the first woman to run the central bank of the Republic of Turkey. Uh, well, let's... Mm, no, you're not calling this a fail up? Mm. I... <laughs> I mean, that if you're Turkish, this is a fail up. That That is failing up. Oh, However, you're seeing this as a fail down. I like the, this. The, the thing about yeah. failing up into mm-hmm. a regulator position is it's not the same as failing up into, like, David Zasloff, like, failed mm-hmm. with CNN, Chris Licht, yep. and kept $200 million of compensation for himself. Mm-hmm. That's what failing up feels like That's what feel- <laughs> That's what it feels like, yeah. <laughs> I don't. This one feels like failing adjacent. I think uh, the crowd should take back its cheering. You're saying it's going to be a lot of hard work, but what about the? I'm guessing that there might be some opportunity for some good old fashioned corruption. Yeah, yeah mean, not to mention the fact that she worked at a, a bank that utterly, utterly failed, and now she's leading all banks. 
<laughs> by as a regulator in Turkey. I'm not for a sure. very cor- for a very corrupt prime minister. I just think there could be some good graft <laughs> is, coming her way. That's all I'm, I'm not thinking. Sure. This doesn't feel good anymore. I don't know. I liked Let's it check before. the records later. I, I think there's going to be some mysterious checks headed her way. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I liked it before. Let's do a nerd alert. Oh wait, before we get to that, I, I do want to wrap up on this. I thought you'd get you'd be tickled by this. Cops in San Francisco yell at a stalled self-driving cruise car, you know, made by GM by, by General Motors, to get out of the way during a mass shooting in San Francisco. <laughs> Videos show the car stalling in the street as police shout for it to move. Wow. Well, <laughs> I just I don't know why I I shouldn't be laughing at mass shootings, but I just I, I like that the future we're heading towards. It's just like. Human, the, the humans that are left that still have our vocal cords and can still make decisions on their own are going to be screaming at, at, at objects. At at the screaming cl- at. <laughs> Get out of the way. Get, right? I mean, this there, is our future. <laughs> was there a person in the car or was it just driving? No. <laughs> I love this. Oh, this is, this is actually fantastic. That's right. fantastic. A humanless car. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Move on. <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. <laughs> All right, we have a nerd alert today. And the headline of this nerd alert is We, as in free float board saber metrics, are correct. The oh, paper, yeah. Finally. 100% Wait, can we correct. end the show right here? Can we just stop yes, the show? That's it. That's the whole nerd alert. Here's the paper. It's diversity, yeah. equity, and inclusion. It's uh-huh. by Alex Edmonds, Caroline Flammer, and Simon Glossner. Mm-hmm. It was from May of 2023. Um, and it's part of the oh. National Bureau of Economic Research Papers series on diversity. Did, okay. So what they did, here's the here's the upshot. Quote, we show that DEI is only weakly correlated with traditional measures of demographic diversity, such as percentages of women and ethnic minorities on the board, senior management, CEO position, and wider workforce. Translation. Yes. Counting bodies is not diversity. Uh, Yeah, that's why we... I mean, hello, female power gap. We're here for you. That's what we did. In fact, um, we... I actually offered Professor Edmonds our data. He was soliciting. already reached out. I love this. I I know I reached I reached out to him before he did this paper oh. because he was looking for data on diversity, and I said, "Take mm-hmm. ours. We have you know a, a ton." And th- at that point, he said, "By the time I reached out, he said we have some." Um, go the thing go, you, go away. Yeah. Okay. Um, but now it's time for him to come back to us because mm-hmm. they found paper. that companies in strong financial positions. That's like they have strong sales growth over three years. Mm-hmm. They, they give out dividends. And their one-year stock returns don't matter. They go up, they go down, nobody cares. They actually have a better focus on giving people you know, diversity and inclusion. Uh, it stops being about demographics, and it starts being about power and influence. Actual, yeah, actual, actual leadership. You know, okay. like diversity. Mm-hmm. And having diversity at the top doesn't actually matter. Women in senior management is better for diversity, like true diversity, not demographic diversity. But female CEO, board members, th- isn't necessary. You don't need that. Okay, this is confusing. But 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 the other stories do suggest, though, that having women and board members, it does sort of trickle down, right, throughout the organization. Well, their point is that... Yeah. The percentages of diverse people may increase when you have more women at 
as CEO or on the sure. board. But those people's power or comfort or a feeling of inclusion does not necessarily and increase. I, I, I can understand that, but I would also say that that probably is true in the short term, but in the long term, I'm hoping that that will change, no? After being at the firm for a while, maybe? Well, the average, I mean, how long does that last? Most of the true. women who get that job are basically glass cliff CEOs. Well, they yeah. can't do very much, right? And, and then, you end up as a, then you end up running the Central Bank of the Republic of Turkey. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Right. Where, um, But if their starting premise is if the company's in a strong financial position already, mm-hmm. right, then diversity is more likely to happen. Interesting. Like, inclusion is more likely to happen for real, for real. Everybody's feeling good. So let's let's like open the barn doors. Yeah. How can we say, I mean, them saying the paper saying that having a female CEO is not actually correlated to diversity. Yeah, but how many of those female CEOs got the job when the company was in a strong financial position? Right. Most of them get it to clean up from the bros that just left, right? Exactly. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's not exactly like you can say that, you know, having women at the top doesn't matter. Right. But they found that actual diversity includes a feeling of inclusion by employees is positively associated associated with seven of eight measures of profitability and body count is not. So um, the methodology they use, they looked at the great places to work survey data. And this is why I said, you've got to use our data. We have real, real data. We didn't go out and like, take a paycheck from a company to give them a survey. We're not like conflicted like that, right? And plus, we, I mean, that's the best you can come up with. Great places to work. That's the name on. of the, Come on, you could do better than that. But they did pick out of a 58 question Off the survey, top of my head, you could have been like very, very, very good places to work. That I would mean, be more. You could be have been name. above mediocre places Ab- to work. And, um, <laughs> places you don't want to shoot yourself in between <laughs> the places, yeah. places where they do clean up the toaster oven when they're done with it. Ooh, that's um, nice. yeah, they identified ahead. 13 of the 58 survey questions um, as, uh, and the questions look like, this is a psychologically and emotionally healthy place to work, or okay. I can be myself around here. Ooh. Basically, they got to the feeling of inclusivity. They okay. didn't get to actual power. We have power. And, yeah. But they com- compared the feeling of inclusivity to demographics and financial return. Hmm, interesting. Which is why, yeah. in conclusion, Alex, for your next paper, use Board Sabermetrics power data because representation is not power. But even the feeling of inclusivity is not really power. You want uh, yeah. power. It's time. Uh, I'm actually going to set aside... Uh, all jokes for, for like 20 seconds and say, we'll see. Say, yeah, say, <laughs> yeah, yes. Here's an actual real opportunity. To, see, no matter what I think of this, the results of this paper, we do need more and more studies like this. But yes, Matt, you're right. I am hoping that our data s- s- spawns a bunch more surveys Use like it, this, people. a bunch more research like this, right? I mean, it should be everywhere. Right? I mean, self servingly so. Obviously. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right. Maybe I was joking. I don't even know. You, I don't. It, we're like a. It's like a t- two idiots in the '90s who aren't sure well, if we're being sarcastic anymore. Someone has to try. Someone has to try to further the, the, the research in our field. That's all we got. That's Damien Rollis. I am the Lord of BS, and I'm back, at least for now. Just because nobody asked for ESG 2.0 doesn't mean that we can't create the data that that support that is done. the ESG 2.0. It's already done. 
look out for our platform. We'll have more announcements coming this week. But we are free float. This was Business Pants until tomorrow. Do we have corporate theater tomorrow? I'm going to, we'll see what happens. We might have something tomorrow. Damien is very cryptic. Basically, whether or not he wants to have a sandwich instead of doing his job. Until then, goodbye.